Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. I am home, I am cozy, and snow is coming to D.C., and I'm going to have a snow day tomorrow. I mean, that was me knocking on wood, and <laughs> yes. I, my job in D.C., I was supposed to have a 9.30 a.m. meeting, and uh with a client and that has been that was canceled at like 10 a.m this morning oh people here are <laughs> ready for it i mean you know dc probably better is than it supposed me to be like a, is it supposed to be a lot of snow i don't think so but it's supposed to be a lot of like precipitation so it's going to be snow overnight or in the morning or something and then it's going to yeah. turn into anyway sorry we're doing the thing where we're i talk the about thing, the weather I just mostly wanted to talk about having a snow day because it's a magical, wonderful thing that I feel like you don't get very often in Boston. Well, annoyingly, we sort of had one yesterday, but it was a holiday anyway. So it was like wasted. (laughs) It like did snow. But no, that like doesn't really happen. Uh, Yeah, we don't like I mean, I did like, you know, what was nice was that I didn't have to have the it's a three day weekend. I have to like use it, you know, and like go out and like staycation myself or something but instead i um just watched a bunch of episodes of the main show that we're going to talk about today yes i'm very excited to talk about it um and hear your take on it um we've We've got got takes baby we have got takes um where you come but before before we start talking about that um i like that we're just like keeping it a secret what we watched pen 15 so anyway <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> like i guess i don't need, we don't need to be like wait until you hear the main event um, no spoilers so for sign off now if you don't give a shit right <laughs> as has ever as you know as ever. <laughs> at any moment you are free to go um, yeah so what so this week i well what did you watch you start um, okay, so I watched um, a one show called The Other Two, which is also, I had kind of a big Comedy Central week because I also caught up on Broad City finally, which is very good, and I think we'll wait to devote some more time to that in the future. Yeah, because um, I haven't been able to watch, like, any of it. It's good so far. It's good. It's where we're, you know, it's what we want from, from I've heard the season was going to be good. Yeah. yeah. I just need Comedy I mean, Central to have a better way of letting me stream their shows. Yeah. You mean in a legal way, which is fine. <laughs> or which, they provide a better legal way. Yeah. And they do, because they do license their shows to Hulu. So yeah, but like, it's like way late anyway. Yeah. But you, well, what else did you watch? So the other two is also on Comedy Central. Um, I've heard this is so good. It's good. I like it a lot. It's It's not like... To me, it's not, like, quite as funny as, like, a broad city. It's not, like, hysterically funny, but it is really enjoyable. It's a show from uh, the two former two former head writers of Saturday Night Live, which I guess could be, like, questionable pedigree, depending on. Yeah, yeah, it's like, that's such a, that means, like, they're, you... they know what they're doing. They may yeah. be dicks. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it is, this is a uh, woman and a man. Um, who well, that's are... something. Yeah, that's um, refreshing, you know, when we're talking about, I mean, you know, like, paths paved by Tina Fey, I guess. Um, But, oh, yeah, so it's Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider. Um, uh, And the show's really, it's good. It's it's about, the premise is um, two kind of, like, early 30s um, New York siblings who are both kind of, like, 
trying to figure out their lives. And uh, they have both moved to New York, actually from Ohio. Um, heard several years prior. Yeah. A state with which you have some passing familiarity. Um, mm-hmm. and their little brother who's like 13 years old suddenly gets like Justin Bieber style famous where he, um, puts like a silly, like music video on YouTube and then is discovered. Um, and it's kind of funny. He's discovered by an agent named Streeter, uh, which I think is supposed to be a reference to Justin uh, Bieber's manager, whose name is Scooter. Um, and it's oh, it played must by. Be, right? Yeah, no, and it's like very. The whole thing is like, it's like a direct Justin Bieber reference, which like I think could have been a little, uh, you know, not exactly totally of the moment, you know, because Justin Bieber is like all grown up. But it's really He's funny. He's married now. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah, he is married. Um, He's got 80 billion tattoos. But this is a look back at a simpler time. And Ken Marino um, plays his agent. He's so funny. That's like a perfect role for him. Yeah. You know, playing an agent. (laughs) Playing an agent, someone who's like an idiot, but like o- like overly enthusiastic idiot, is yeah. like Ken Marino's wheelhouse, right? Um, yeah. Ken Marino from What Hot American Summer, Veronica Mars, a million other things. Um, their mom on the catering so, show. Oh yeah, uh, party down, party down. Party thank down. you. It's like party yeah. of five. <laughs> <laughs> party up, party yeah. Um, and their mom played by Molly Shannon, which is wonderful. Um, so to have just a Molly quick Shannon aside, this shows how like old I don't realize I am. When I heard Molly Shannon was in it, I was just like, oh, cool. She's one of the siblings, like the 30 something siblings. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> oh. Amanda. The- oh, Amanda. <laughs> You're so old. Like Molly Shannon is playing moms now. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's probably I mean, like Molly Shannon's iconic. Uh, I'm 50. Uh, At least, yeah. <laughs> so she, she's got to be like, yeah, she's got to be like in her mid fifties. The probably. point is, she's older than us, and she's I like was just in my head. Us. I'm just and like, she's a grown up. Been. Like this show's about grown ups who are thirty. <laughs> she's older than us and always has been. Yeah, I got to tell you. Anyway. <laughs> um, speaking of so, Ohio, she's speaking of Ohio. Ohio. Oh, she is. Yeah, she's from Shaker. Oh wow. She okay, so Shaker this is like school. some real. This is some real life stuff then, because she lives in based, Ohio on the show. Based but on, she based on all the, the teen sensations that got their start in Northeast in Ohio. <laughs> well, the brother is named Chase Dreams. Like, that's his stage oh, name, get which out. is that's pretty great. funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So anyway, you know, Molly Shannon and the brother kind of, like, moved to New York. Um, and they kind of, like, the siblings kind of get drawn into, like, the new brother's new, like, um, kind of fame world. And... Uh, and anyway, it's pretty funny. I enjoy it. I mean, it's like definitely a good show to just be like, I want to laugh at something for a couple of hours. And I mean, it's not like, you know, I love those. Exactly. No, I quite like it. So it's called The Other Two. Um, and uh, yeah, there's like some good. I mean, obviously, a lot of the humor is kind of, uh, you know, like poking fun at various showbiz tropes but i think that um you know they anyway they i think that this is like a fun take uh with this like weird brother character and um it's kind of sweet weirdly um because they actually do really like love their brother and like support him um even though they find a lot of aspects of his newly 
famous life very unsettling. What is going on? Hey, you're the guy from that video. Oh, no. Sorry, I don't think so. Yeah, the little kid's music video about his gay brother. What? Oh, um, care. Look at this. I think I found what they're talking about. My brother's brave. My brother's wise. My brother doesn't like girls. He likes guys. He kisses men. That turns him on And if you think that's gross Well then I think you're wrong Cause I think it's cool My brother's gay What about you? So I watched I watched Kimmy Schmidt for your recommendation. Oh, good. And I'm, I'm glad I did. You were right because like it 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 is funny and like there are a lot of good jokes and there are a um, lot of like laugh out loud, pretty hilarious. Yeah, jokes. like they're really clever jokes. Um, I died with the cats subplot. Where <laughs> That's ca- probably the best. That is so funny. Um, <laughs> how you can just um, basically the secret of cats is that literally anyone can just walk on stage you just have to have the cojones to like just walk on stage in a full costume already and just sing like I am Mr. Mistopheles like, they, but they all come up with like different names it's so funny I am a kitty cat my name is Turbo Rob From Bumbly is a silly cat, he from Bumbles all the day. From Bumbly is so silly, in fact, he dies if he doesn't get a blow. Um, and then Titus finding out that uh Cats was actually not written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, but was written by a man named Andrew Lolo Baloney. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you remembered what his name was. I was struggling to remember. It's so good. Andrew, Andrew Lolo, Lolo Baloney. But I thought the show was based on some poems by T.S. Eliot. And what is Eliot an anagram of? To lie. Well, what about Andrew Lloyd Webber? He wrote the show. Did he? Look carefully. Andrew Lolo Baloney. And it also because cats is so, so well. stupid. It's, it's so, so stupid, but it's also so fitting of like Titus's like, you know, Titus wants to be famous but wants to do absolutely no work to become famous. Yeah, exactly. Like this is perfect for him, right? It's like, okay, what do you mean? I just like walk on stage and ham it up, and I'm the star of Cats. Perfect. You yeah, know, it's like <laughs> yeah, that's it's so true. Yeah, it's good. What um, did you think of the ending? Were you? I you... thought it was really sweet. I really I liked it. Was it. Too. I I thought it was like a nice send off for it, and I liked that she was successful and like, but not she didn't like. She was still Kimmy. It was nice. I thought it was it's really nice. sweet. I there... agree. I thought it was staying true to the spirit of yeah. the show. And but... like another thing that stayed true to it was just how sometimes Tina Fey's writing like kind of just misses. Them. So, like, her, the whole sense of humor that the show has, like, her and Robert Carlock have, is, like, this sort of zany, sort of, like, throwback 
style of humor, you know? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of wordplay. It's a little goofy. Um, yeah, you know, kind of like... It's a, silly. Kind of like your... Kind of like 30 Rock. I mean, like, same vein. Yeah, but like yeah, also... but, like, throwback to, like, I don't even know what decade. Um, I'd probably get myself in trouble if I tried to name, like, exact... But somehow, something about it seems kind of, like, vintage, right? Like, yeah. A, like, 1950s Yeah, I think it's, like, the, the broad, like, physicality of it. Yeah, know? and, like, there, there are things that she does, like, kind of in keeping with that sort of style where you're just kind of like but that was a this this joke just seems so outdated like I was really excited that Zachary Quinto was in it because I think he's so great and and then there's this the joke is and I'm gonna like that he's blind and he's just been faking it this whole time and that's just the joke like that he's blind they can't see and there are funny little things that happen because he can't see and she it doesn't does, even really make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's not that funny. The whole the, whole, funny. the joke itself is just that, like, haha, isn't it funny that he can't see and sometimes he fucks things up? Which is incredibly insensitive and just not a thing anymore, right? Like, it's just it just seems so like uh, passe, you know? Yeah. And I, anyway, that kind of annoyed me. But for the most part, I'm really glad I watched it. Um, and I was glad that there wasn't any more of the Native American uh, secret heritage subplot yeah that's good we have thankfully i think like there was enough backlash to that yeah that eventually but i i agree i'm glad i think like good again another vote in the commission schmidt column watch the end of the show if you yeah Yeah, deciding whether or not to leave it on the netflix back burner yeah um Um, it's short too so yeah exactly um, yeah, so, anyway, we should talk, let's move on to what our main event is. Um, we both watched Pen15, which is a new Hulu show, um, and it stars, oh, you wrote down their names. It stars, um, Anna Conkle and Maya Erskine, Erskine? I think it's yeah. Erskine. That seems go with right. That. They're um, playing, like, younger versions of themselves, they're they're both like our age, which is so funny. I didn't realize until I started the show. I actually didn't realize until I was a few episodes. I mean, I knew that they were not. I mean, we can we're going to talk about this, but like I I think it's it's an interesting tack the show takes, which is that everyone else around them, all of the parents and all of the fellow middle schoolers, they're playing seventh grade um, versions of themselves, and everyone else is there. You know, an actor playing their actual age, so like they're yeah. playing against a lot of thirteen year olds. But they're thirty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but they I look quite young. They ever. do it really. They well. do. They did it really well. I mean, obviously, there's no. We're not talking like. We're not talking like facial. You know, like post. You know, like changing stuff in post production. They're just like you know makeup and clothing and the hair and everything, and they like put braces and stuff on both of them. But like, yeah. I mean, honestly, I. So I knew that they weren't thirteen, but honestly, I was watching it for like. Honestly, no, the only reason I knew is because our friend Alan told me. I 100% would have not have, I would have, it would have taken me a while to realize it. Like, it would have had been, like, a close-up of Anna's face where I was like, how does this 13-year-old have some, like, eye wrinkles? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, but, like, I would have, and then I would have, my mind would have been blown. But Alan told me, and I was just like, wait, Really? It was before I didn't I'd think they were thirteen. It. I didn't think they were thirty. I was like, maybe they're twenty or nineteen. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and it was like, okay, this is like, you know, because how are they? I was like, they can't really get kids to play. So anyway, I think it's kind of. I mean, we've sort of ruined that, I guess, for you. But I think it's funny if you go into it totally blind. Yeah. Sort of not knowing that. Um, yeah. 
But I don't really know Maya and Anna from anything else. I think they're both sort of, um, they've both been in, have bit ro- roles in a lot of different shows. I think they both do sketch comedy. Um, yeah, and like um, executive producers on it were like Gabe Liedman, or he was like yeah. a head writer, and then um, Andy Samberg. So it's like that kind of crowd. Um, yes. So they must know them somehow, like in LA or something. So many yeah. shows are just made by like a bunch of friends. I mean, this is kind of the great thing about, you know, the resurgence of, uh, like, there being so many shows and such a drive for content. I think that's kind of cool that, like, you, if you, you know, I mean, you have to know people, obviously. Someone knew someone at Andy Sandberg's production company. But, I mean, you know, you can get a show off the ground without having this, you know, the whole structure that you used to have to get a show off the ground on cable or on network, like the whole. Yeah, I guess so. Not that it's not a process here, but. It is for sure though, a little like, you know, kind of like incestuous or whatever, for lack of a better term, like, you know, in crowd sort of thing. I can see that. I mean, but obviously you're always going to have to have again, like those connections, but I think it's kind of cool that like this, need for content lets shows like this one you know get on the air i mean i well these are show creators that i like so i'm kind of fine with it so yeah i mean i think this this is interesting because um we've had this big uh trend of of movies and tv in the last year um of like shows chronicling these really awkward teen years and of course there's always been shows about teen years you know we've always had yeah you know, like i mean freaks and geeks was huge i think when we were in high school but um you know in the last year we have like big mouth sex education uh the movie eighth grade which is genius um and then the show that we talked i talked about last year on the podcast which i really liked the netflix show everything sucks um, yeah, which this reminded me a little bit of everything sucks was a look back at 1994 and this is set in 2000. Um, but you know, kind of mining that same middle school territory, although everything sucks was, was actual. Little yeah. Kids, and I but... also think part of it is like millennials. We have a very heavy nostalgia. We, we really <laughs> like nostalgia, specifically like pre nine 11 stuff, you know? Yes. And, um, Anything after September 11th is boring. Like, you're not going to see a show that takes place in, like... Or maybe you... I don't know. I'm going to say that, and then tomorrow there's going to announce, like, a show that takes place in 2007. But, like, you know, we we really like our late 90s nostalgia. Totally. And, I mean, this show, I was 14 in 2000. So, I mean, pretty Yeah, these, closely... this was, like, us, right? We were in the same grade. Yeah. The same yeah. grade, Yeah. So, I mean, pretty um, closely, you know, identifying, I think, with a lot of these uh, references. Um, but, I mean, I I liked the show a lot. I don't know if I loved it. Um, what did you think overall? Well, so I really, really enjoyed it. In fact, I was, like, wondering yeah. if I actually enjoyed it more than Sex Education. I think just because hmm. it's what I kind of have been missing from streaming shows there's so many that are just so you know like i i did feel a little i think you mentioned this um we were talking earlier about how when you were watching it you kind of felt like there was a bigger plot missing Mm. you know and i could see that and i think that's because we're so used to now like 
any show that we can binge watch, we need to have it have this like giant rising action that culminates in like the fifth or sixth episode out of eight where, mm-hmm. and I, I find myself when I'm watching those kind of shows, like dreading it. Like I started this show and I was dreading, like, I was like, well, oh, these, these two have such a cute, wonderful friendship. And I was like, by the fifth episode, it's going to come falling apart. They're going to, you know what I mean? <laughs> And it didn't happen. It was much more episodic. And I kind of loved that. I felt like that was really refreshing. Like, it's one of those shows you could look at the 10 episodes in this and be like, oh, and like, this one was my favorite, you know? And yeah. Um, and then it had still had like toward the end of the season, that sort of like building toward a finale, but mm-hmm. not in any sort of like heavy way. Um, and so I think it's like, it's a show you can go back and just watch like one of the episodes, like yeah. episode four or something. Um, and another thing, yes, there have been a lot of these shows that like are about, you know, adolescence, um, specifically from that time. But I honestly feel like this show so much better than any other show really nails it. How unbelievably awkward and weird and out of their minds, like preteens are. Just in their mannerisms and how they interact with people. You know, like, they'll be, you you know, someone will be saying something to try to embarrass their friend in front of the boy they like that's sitting next to them. And the other person will go like, oh, my God, stop. Right. And that's not a thing you do now if you're embarrassed. You wouldn't be like, I'm so embarrassed. Keep paying attention (laughs) to me. It's so illogical. Or they're so mean to each other. Like, there's the one girl, Heather, who's just like. My mom told me to be nice to you because your parents are getting divorced and mine went through it too. And like, just oh, absolutely. Ha- and these kids think that's normal. It's so crazy. Um, and then just also how, but mostly their mannerisms. I feel like um, Anna and Maya really nail the mannerisms of just like completely outlandish, outsized reactions to everything, whether it's the drama of yes. their relationship, whether it's how mad they get at their parents, like, especially yes. Maya. Maya does it so well when she freaks Maya's out at her dad for no reason. a total brat. Yeah. <laughs> She's a total... Anyway, so I just feel like this show, like, really, they... So many shows are like, look how serious it is to be, like, a preteen. Like, we don't give kids enough credits. Like, which, entirely true, but it's kind of fun to just watch a show just how bonkers 12-year-olds are. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree, because I... Well, I really liked sex education... Um, I didn't really relate to it at all. Oh, you know? I 100% did not. That's why I meant it was yeah. like the British CW show. I'm like, this isn't real. Right. I mean, like, I... Which just wasn't the know, point even... which we talked about. It was much more of like exactly. a fantasy. Yes, totally, totally. Um, but, you know, and that's like fun in its own way. But it's also, I think, you know, a show like this. And, and it's why, this is also why I love the movie Eighth Grade so much. Um... Yeah. It does not hold back in in just how brutal um, and how difficult it is to yeah like you have these like surge of hormones and you're you're dealing with like for the first time in your life maybe like I think for a lot of you know obviously a lot of situations excluded but I think a lot of kids like you don't really nothing really bad happens to you until you're like you know you're like a teenager and like then there starts to be some like actual drama with friends and like there start to be like more stakes i think 
to like your social life and everything and like things that when you're a kid when you're 10 or 11 like aren't really a, a factor and they start to become a factor and and I I mean I totally agree I was I Maya in particular I was both repelled by and also totally drawn to because I was absolutely a Maya, I think. <laughs> I loved I loved Anna and I loved Anna Conkle's portrayal. I definitely of her, which related I thought more was to so Anna. good. Yeah, you know, the more inward of the two and and I thought Yeah, not she like was I really... wasn't nearly as boy crazy as her. As I, I yeah. had a bit more of a I, I definitely had a bit more of a chip on my shoulder than she does. Like I think she was a little bit nicer. Yeah. Then I, well, I was pretty nice in middle school. It was more anyway. I just related more to Anna, where I'm kind of just like, oh, you're so you're you're so awkward, girl. I was like the one who, you know, I think especially. I don't think my my friends and like teachers and stuff saw it as much, but I think definitely I had a really short fuse, and I would be that person who's like. Yeah, like, you know, just like, you know, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Or just like screaming at my little sister because she's like practicing the cello and I'm oh, trying God, to watch you were friends. so awful. Totally. I mean, I was like, I, I think like when I look back at myself, I'm like, oh my God, I was such a brat, you know, but I, you know, and, and like, I, so it was kind of hard for me to watch Maya with the same way that I think, you know, a lot of people found it hard to watch and keep mentioning eighth grade, but it was such a good movie. And like, uh, Elsie Fisher's portrayal of the main character and that, like yeah. I think a lot of people found it kind of hard to watch that movie because it's like, I thought oh, it looked so like it was real. incredibly hard to watch. Yeah. It's so real. And you know, like, this like, is much more fun like i this feel like eighth grade fun. is very much like serious that would be really difficult because that was those are really hard years for a lot of people and like this is much more like it's fun to watch people make fun of stuff and it be like a universal thing like look how dumb we all were and you kind of right. be like oh yeah that i remember this kind of moment being like you know like when they're watching the movie and they're like do someone still wants to hook up with you and it's like yeah, so like, stupid how they're like yeah. talking about it all in the open everyone it's so stupid but like those kind of moments you like you're like oh god yeah that was just as stupid as it was but we were all doing it and so were these show creators absolutely and just the feeling of when someone i don't think that i was really dealing with things like i I don't really remember having to kind of make these sort of social choices in terms of like alcohol and drugs and stuff really until more like early high school but i mean but i think it really nails uh i think a lot of people do deal with this though in, in middle school and like you know I think it really nails the also just like the kind of the moment that someone asks you like you want a cigarette and then just like sort of like <laughs> your brain sort how, of stopping how like, unbelievably <sighs> huge that moment feels like right oh my god what yeah. do I do this how I react in this moment is going to like chart the course of my entire social yeah. you know nothing matters more than what these people think of me Totally. Nothing will ever matter as much as what my peers think of me. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I thought, I thought it was great. I, I, um, also oh, oh, the other way that I really loved relating to Maya, um, was her AOL chat room habit. Um, oh my God. <laughs> which like, yeah, you were a online. chat room person, weren't you? Oh, I was like a chat room. I was like obsessed with aim and, um, crafting my away messages, but also I was active in a number of X-Files chat rooms in the early days of AOL. Um, did you have dial up then? Yes. Had dial up, had to do the whole. Because um, I wasn't really online. big on AIM until like high school when we had like. Nope. We had, like, I remember a doing this line. exact. 
I remember doing this exact thing, sitting with a fr- my like two best friends, um, literally making up our our AM screen Welcome. names and then kind of just being like poking around the internet. Um, <laughs> like I remember this exact thing, like sitting in my my friend Emily's, uh, you know, their their like computer room. Um, and just like even the sound of the AOL dial uh, For me in the show, for me, it was the sound of people entering and exiting AIM. Like the doors. Door. The doors That was like, I thought, you know, I've, uh, it, the sound of the dial up was just something like I feel like people reproduce a lot now. Yeah. But the door opening and closing for AIM was like, just like. Whoa. There he is. What's that thing next to his name? weird oh wait he has a quote it's like i just want to fly put your arms around me baby dash dash sugar ray lyrics by mark mcgrath wait that's about you what do you mean he's like obsessed with you he wants to hug you it's just an away message maya okay i want to see who else is on the f everyone's signing yeah, I was like, I love, that's you... right. Oh, someone <laughs> just signed on to AIM. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh, who was it? Yeah. Who um, was it? Oh, it's just so-and-so. I, I, yeah, that was great. I think that the show, to me, you know, we're talking about kind of the binge versus non-binge aspect of it. I think this is a show, to me, that really actually did benefit from, you know, you know, Hulu does kind of dole shows out sometimes, like it does it with Handmaid's Tale. Like, they do release shows, uh, you know, weekly when they like want to but um they released this one all at once i felt like it really benefited from the momentum of of binging it because the first couple episodes i was a little bit iffy on um the first one or two they're kind of broad they're not as sharp to me with the jokes and like they're setting everything up that's normal um but i loved maya i was so kind of like intrigued by maya and anna and their portrayals of these characters and it's it, it takes a little adjusting, I think, like the strangeness of, you know, these women playing these 13 year olds. But then by the middle of the season, it feels totally yeah. normal, I think. I also, and like you've adjusted yeah, oh, to it. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I was just saying, like, to me, you know, watching three of them at once was like, OK, that's like the, you know, now I, I'm definitely into this i want to see the rest of them um i think if i had just seen them one by one i would have lost a lot of that yeah Um, that's interesting yeah because i didn't really feel like yeah i I didn't feel like was right like you were saying i didn't feel like there was kind of a like maybe a hook plot line that was really getting me but but the the characters uh those characters and and just the weirdness of it um that was enough yeah yeah um, something else that I want to plug about this that I thought was so brilliant was the way they handled the fact that they had 30-year-olds yes. playing characters that were trying to kiss characters that were played by actual teenagers. They, <laughs> like, they were, there's, like, a couple Especially parts these that boys I, look like, you know, they look like 13-year-olds. I know, I are. love that, like, all the, they, they were taller than all these boys, which yeah. is so how seventh grade was. Um, right, right. No, but, like, what I mean was, like, what, they would have scenes where, for instance, um, the kid that, the kid that played Brendan. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and his boyfriend, he was so good. I loved him. Yeah. But he, they, like, and then he's kiss a at the one. He turns uh, into a goth. Yeah. They, like, into <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Um, yeah. The... They're like, they're kissing and the camera just shows their eyes and like, then like some 
anonymous lips just like slurping and stuff and so it's obviously this 30 year old is not obviously kissing this yeah uh, you know 13 year old boy which was like it's very funny yeah it's very clear (laughs) in the last episode when that one kid's like like uh feels both of their breasts at the same time (laughs) which is the stupidest thing in the world you can see like they show they they do it from over his head so it's yeah. like either someone else, like a, a woman with like short hair pretending to be him touching their breasts or it's like fake hands coming up or something. Anyway, it's just so funny and well done because it's it's obvious what they're doing, but it's very humorously done. I love so, that. And also like, I mean, it's just it's funny that it, it, it could never work the opposite way, even doing this. Oh, I no. Think. No. Right? You know, like, not at all. Nope. Couldn't do it. Could not do it. Absolutely too... not. You can't even, I mean, you can't even do what they're doing here. Like, you just can't. Um, but it does work this way. So apparently, uh, right there, like, uh, like you just said, there's a scene where Anna is kissing her boyfriend and, uh, you know, right, they do this, like, super close up on just the lips so that you're not seeing the people attached to those lips. But apparently this was actually Anna... Um, kissing her real life boyfriend <laughs> that they filmed. Which, uh, I was wondering which who it was. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> which I think That's is kind funny. of funny because it's that just like really the funny. sloppiest, grossest kissing. It's the most seventh grade kiss. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Yeah. So I I think that the show and then I mean you know I think it starts out it's very like I was saying I think it's pretty broad like I it took me a few episodes but you know as the season goes on I think it gets really the to me the um the kind of the characters really um start to get you know i just think the the storylines get a lot richer throughout the course of the season you know obviously there's a really great episode um where they're kind of discovering like how to masturbate and that's like an interesting thing to consider from the we see that all the time from a teenage boy perspective but like to get this yeah like horny 13 year old you know like and i oh, and she tries so hard i love She's it going for. <laughs> yeah like like you know like when you discover it and then you're just like okay cool this is all i'm gonna do forever like, <laughs> i love you know it's kind of judy bloomish um yeah yeah for sure you know and and uh i i just think that you know right we get into anna's anna's situation with anna's parents getting a divorce and um, you know, Maya especially kind of like trying to right, you know, like figure out the balance between being a kid and, and trying to grow up. And I think yeah. that a lot of that is just like two steps forward and three steps back until you're maybe yeah. going to college. I don't yeah. But um I yeah, I I think it's I think it's a really it's a it's a really sweet funny show Um, yeah there are a couple also a couple things i want to highlight it's like my favorite year 2000 callbacks yeah Um, oh yeah one of them that i think is probably underrated by a lot of people watching the show but i thought was perfect was when they were writing notes to each other and they wrote was up with the x or with the with the arrow pointing up and it was like w-a-z arrow pointing up (laughs) that was such a thing that was a thing you did right Oh, yeah, definitely. And the fact that they wrote everything in gel pens. So I know, like I (laughs) had, I have gel pens. My friend Elizabeth and I have like, would write like 
50 page notes to each other in like oh, class yeah. instead of paying attention with and we would vary the color of the gel pens and you'd fold it up in all the cool ways and you would even make like the little um paper like note holders do you remember yes. those where you would put yeah. anyway just so bonkers i love but the was up was so perfect to me the other thing yeah. was when they were going to call into the radio station to get backstage passes to Bewitched. I had to remind myself about Bewitched, but then Bewitched. I did. I was like, oh my god, this song. <laughs> oh, anyway, like that was, like, I think, also, was I think s- Anna also had a Bewitched um, magazine cut out on the inside of her, yeah. her locker. <laughs> that I like nothing was stupider than the, the pop music of the late 90s. Oh yeah, early 2000s. Yep, definitely. Yeah. I mean... Uh, right, you mentioned um, Anna's boyfriend Brendan and his Limp Biscuit t-shirt, but oh my god! And the scene where one of, probably my favorite scene of the entire show. Um, I don't want to like ruin this too much with context, so I won't. But um, there is a wonderful scene where Anna and Maya um, are so thrilled to be having a sleepover, and they just like dance all over the place to the yeah. tune of Cran- the Cranberries' "Dreams." I know. Oh my um, gosh. Which also uh, I should mention oh, that's the I loved song it. that I was they still played thinking the, about that today. <laughs> the, that's the song that they play at the very end of Dairy Girls, which makes sense. Oh, <laughs> and it's like oh, much more moving. But like, yeah, <laughs> what a um, good song. I would also just quickly say that my favorite episode, since I talked about how what I liked about this show, is that you could pick a favorite episode. I really liked the one where Anna tries to make a demonstration about racism. Yes, uh, I thought that was, that was nice. Today, we are talking about the late Thomas Jefferson. What do we know about the great TJ? Yeah, he's dead. That is true. Okay. Yes, Gabe, again. Uh, He loves grilled bananas. I don't think that's true, Gabe. Bless you. You don't know what I know. Okay. I do know that he was a founding father. He was a disgusting slave owner. That was good. Also, um, and brought that back to, um, uh, you know, there's also a, a group of friends where each one of them has to be a Spice Girl. And, like, yeah. there has to be, there's always got to be one like person hard, it was who, a, That was an important episode, I thought. was an important episode. And they, like, you know, and also, I just feel like I related to that because I had a group of friends and I always had to be, like, the manager. I didn't get to be a Spice Girl. Wait, Why? I don't remember. Maybe it's because I was Jewish. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it was not because I was Jewish. <laughs> but I mean, I remember being scary. Twenty-five percent of my middle school class was Jewish. This was not. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, I think you and I went to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was not. It was not weird. But I just like related to that, and I always remember being like, I don't. I so you're Richard E. Grant. Girl. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was the manager. <laughs> I actually, um, and and you know what? Today, I'd want to be Richard E. Grant because he's great. He is so... great. <laughs> he is. Um, yeah. Yes. Anyway, yeah. it's. I really enjoyed this show, so yeah. I recommend it. I do too. I do too. It's. It's. I think especially, especially if you. Okay, here's one thing I was gonna say. Especially if you are a like 32 year old uh woman who can like remember being you know 13 14 um i don't know anyone like that but 2000 at the dawn of the internet wait but i gotta say at least when i was watching this show on hulu i got a million advertisements during this show for um like a i don't know I, i guess like for a 
pill that maybe like makes your penis like like if your penis is shaped weird it was literally like an ad did you get it i got it like throughout the entire show every episode i mean the pill oh yeah i ordered at least a six month (laughs) supply yeah (laughs) i mean who knows when i'll need it um, it literally seemed to be an advertisement for like, is your penis shaped weird? We can help. And I'm like, wait, why is this? What is the audience for this during the show? Like, it's I so just strange. did not understand. I have no idea how ads. I are did not see on, those. So on, like, I think it's you. Streaming services. So, okay. I was like, why am I getting these ads? And um, I just was like what is why is this place during pen 15 i don't get it but anyway all right well now we all know a lot more about my internet habits so yeah what this, that's this what this was all experience. about so yeah yeah um okay um, so what are we watching there's a lot of good shows coming back soon oh my gosh march is going to yet. be crazy yeah i'm very excited catastrophe comes back when I'm, when is catastrophe back I just read this. I want to say it's the first week of March, the first or second week of March. So it's coming. It's not exactly like okay, so that's soon. watching for next week or anything, but it's coming. Um, I Excellent. so the new season of Documentary Now is starting. A show that you actually initially hooked me on. Yeah, but I've still only seen the first season. I think I've also the only still... one that was on. Yeah. I think I that I think it was on Hulu, wasn't it? It was on something. It was on Netflix. It was on Netflix. Okay, well, there's a new... Yeah, and I don't think they had added the second one or something. There's a new season. I know the first um, episode, at least, of the season, I believe, is, is available online. Um, and okay. it is a spoof of Wild Wild Country. Uh, oh your favorite one of my favorites from last year so i it's supposed to be really spot on um so i personally am very excited to check that out um i also want to watch amazon's lorena bobbitt docuseries which is supposed to be yeah she's you know what she's having a she's having a moment yeah she's having a moment (laughs) Um, a different a moment that's different from when she uh, cut off her husband's penis. But I mean, is, I'm like... really interested to see that because, like, speaking of like looking back at like our middle school selves, like I oh, absolutely yeah. remember, 100% remember, just every. Oh, it was great. Like, like <laughs> every like you know like joke about Lorena Bobbitt, you know, in like middle school, you know, yeah. elementary school. But it's nice um, now that she'll have her story actually told. You know? Yes. No, yeah. that's why I'm so interested in it. Because I'm like all for like the rehabilitation of images like Lorena Bobbitt and, and uh, Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky, uh, yeah, And exactly. getting to the misogyny of their um, original media treatment. So excited. Yeah. I, I definitely, I mean, it's hard to be excited for that because it's a horrific story. Yeah. But I do want to see the show. Yeah, well, those all sound like good choices. Um, as far as what we're not watching, um, I'm going to nominate. This is on its second season, and it's the most like ABC show. It's called The Good Doctor, and it's about this this really young surgeon, and he's autistic, so he, and he's a savant, and mm. basically, like part of me is like, okay, so I know that. Like, 
or what I would like to see more is more like autistic characters and show like give people more insight into how they communicate and like relate to the world and like how they you know like just you know live and love their lives you know and this show just looks like it's like it's just another show about a male genius they're like what's another way we can have a white male genius we're like well let's make him be different in this way he'll be autistic do you know what i mean it just doesn't seem like it's actually about uh like about autism though maybe it is but it just looks so heavy-handed to me yeah i I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm all about, you know, you know, like neurodiversity being represented on on television, you know, but like, I guess I don't, I hope that people are doing this kind of thing with like the, I hate it when it's, it's like, if it's just there to be like, this is his whole thing, you know? Like, I know, it's that's like, what I mean. You know? It's like, I'm not going to watch it because, like, well, one, I, it's just, it sounds, to be honest, really boring, which is mostly yeah, like, why it's on my not watching list. I actually don't have of, a... Yeah, like, I don't have... Suddenly get into network medical dramas. Right, yeah. like, I don't need another one of those and just about a male genius. And I think that was the point I was making. It was just like, oh, what, like, what? No, this just looks so boring and heavy-handed. Like, they're trying to do so much more than it actually is. It's not as original as they think. Um, I don't actually have a strong opinion about how they're doing the um how they're portraying autism because i haven't watched it i don't know the just show just seems boring to me so yeah agreed yeah pass on the good doctor i have another not watching i think unless someone can like come up with um a good reason for me to watch it but um it's called dating around on netflix which um oh they were advertising that to me i was also being advertised it um and i have been seeing a lot about it on twitter it's netflix's first original dating show so is it real they're actually dating yes like they're real people i guess i should say yeah they are real people it is a reality show um and I think that it basically seems to be like this a similar pre- um, premise as as next, um, which uh, we've already perfected that format um, of like people just kind of like pass or you know like like just kind of like a bunch. Of, I think you like see a bunch of different people and you decide like whether or not you want to date any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Next was already brilliant when it was on. So, I mean, I guess if we're going to revive this kind of format, fine. But um, I've just been hearing, like, a lot of things about how various, like, contestants on the show uh, are, like, just horrifying in different ways. And I just don't, I don't, I don't need this in my life. Um, I, that one's going to be... That one's going to be a pass for me. I'll pass as well. Yeah. So, dating around, I think. Not. Yeah, but I don't know. If it's, like, super entertaining, then you could maybe convince me to watch it. But I mean, I'll watch Trash. <laughs> I don't need more. Yeah, I mean, of course. I'll watch Trash, too. I just, like, I don't need more. I already I'm not know above that it. men are trash. <laughs> I'm like, I know that men suck and that they're bad to women on casual, you know, like, <laughs> like on dates. I don't But like... what this presupposes is <laughs> right. that everyone is bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. Okay. 
So that's it for us. Um, it sure is. Thanks for listening. Week. Yeah, thanks for listening. You're uh, always there for us. We appreciate it, listeners. Yeah, I mean, we assume you are. <laughs> Can't see any of you, but some of them are there. Some yeah. Of us. Yeah. yeah, we get your SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, numbers. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, until next time. Until next time. Safe Bye. watching, everyone.